here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Rob McCarron. Should we begin with the puking, or should we begin with the topics that will change the face of WWE forever? Jeff Hawkins. We are not here to talk about Curtis Hughes. You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarron and Jeff Hawkins. Nobody's listening for hockey talk. Shake Them Ropes, episode 249. Shayna Baszler and NWA Mid-Atlantic circa 1981-83 debut on the network. On their way in, Candice LeRae, former Shake Them Ropes guest Gabe Sapolsky, and if you believe TMZ, Ronda Rousey. And did they just use most of the same script for Raw and SmackDown this week? We'll ask these questions and more with me as always, your host, Rob McCarron. Hi, Rob. I didn't even have Gabe Sapolsky on the rundown. Probably should have. This- I just, it's, it's, it's nothing worth, worth really, uh, going into. I, I just, uh, it, it was just interesting that, that, that he's now officially a, uh, consultant. Yes. Former shake them ropes guest, former, uh, yeller at Rob in the DMS on Twitter. Oh, well, Gabe Zapolsky <laughs> yells at quite a few of the voices of wrestling family in the DMS from what oh, I hear. Oh yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, that's that- a, that's a pinpoint uh, to get into later. Are you all in for oh, September 1st? We got all in. Uh, we got all in. Uh, we got, I, so I have a, we, a big topic all, list. You know what? I forgot like two of my time. I forgot to say all in. And I forgot to say Jericho. Jericho. We got Jericho. Cause last week we did the most extensive preview of wrestle kingdom that anyone could find anywhere <laughs> in the world. Uh, Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega. Um, uh, before we get started on your rundown, best thing you saw this week in your opinion. Uh, the Street Profits. Really? The Street okay. Profits on this week's NXT. I know you had a little trouble finding this week's NXT. I, I saw it and it was good. I mean, it, okay. was, it was a good segment. I'll, I'll admit that. I liked that a lot. Um, I really liked Mojo Rawley's promo that he did on on the uh, in the car. And it was only on social media. It's yeah. another one of these money type of pro wrestling promos where if this were a territory business, I would think he'd be okay and, and be a star. <laughs> sure. No, I'm serious. He, he no, does, I, I believe you. I believe he you. Does, he does angry and serious so well in a business that that doesn't want to be angry or serious. I'm starting it, to I'm starting to turn a little bit on the old uh, the old Mahorali. Um, now, I'll add something else. I'll add something else. Quit least adding things fa- already. No, 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 no. Just real quick before we go into it. Least favorite thing you saw this week. Um, Jeff Hawkins adding so much stuff. <laughs> this is an hour long show. What are you trying to do to us here? Oh Wait. no, we're going we're going three this time. Jeff Hawkins <laughs> want to turn this into a three hour podcast with time limits? I mean, that's uh, not going to happen. I can tell you that right now. Look, get the Patreon going finally and get some extra content on here. No, that, um, I have that on my rundown. <laughs> I have that on my rundown. How to squeeze money out of this show is on um, the rundown. I'll, I'll tell you what i I got almost visibly upset at the fact that they are now going to literally do a hair up and square up spot hair for Sonya Deville. Square up. Yeah. And it's a and it's a baby face fire up spot too for a heel character. I'm just like, oh no, you save that. Why? All right. So All here right. here is what I've learned uh okay, so far after a month of both the Riot Squad and Absolution. All right. Uh take Ruby Riot out of the riot squad, put her on raw in absolution and send the other two back down. Live Morgan ain't ready. And I don't know what Sarah Logan keeps doing on TV, but it's a whole lot of get off my television. Mm, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised that they beat Ruby riot because she, she seemed to be the breakout star of these three. She and they is just definitely beat- the breakout star of those three. All right. She is definitely the breakout star of those three. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, would Paige and Ruby riot make sense in the same promo? Probably not. I'm just saying of those six that they brought up, there's four 
who are quality right now. Right now, Liv Morgan can turn into something. Sarah Logan, once she figure out, figures out what she's doing and also how to enunciate and leave it, you know, hilarious for me to tell others to enunciate and speak better. But still, those two, outside of Ruby Riot, it's not working so far. Um, but you asked before you started adding 15 more things. <laughs> you asked what was the best thing I saw this week. And street the Street Profits. Can you, uh, after seeing that promo, after seeing that announcement with William Regal, can you guess why the Street Profits on this particular week of NXT were the best thing I saw all week? After that particular promo... Because I'll tell you what, the promo itself, not really extraordinary. Okay. Is it because they rubbed the a bald guy's is it because they rubbed a bald guy's head? No, Jeff, how many times when the baby faces are all excited about something or demanding something, or hell, even when heels do it with the GM, ah. they are demanding something and then they get what they demanded and are upset after because usually you'll see it where the lower, the lower guy in body mass, stature, whatever, asks, hey, I want a title shot. Well, guess what, kid? You're going to get a title shot, but you're going to go up against Kane, or you're going to go up against Brock yeah. Lesnar. You're going to go up against Braun Strowman, the monster. You're gonna, yeah, you're going to go up against the, this, this huge, awesome force, and they're always intimidated. Yes, they're intimidated, it. and they stand there staring at the, at you know, just, just in disbelief, like, how could you do this to me? And then the camera fades to black, and we get a commercial or go into something else. No, not mm. this time. Not this time. The Street Profits go into William Regal's office, demand a title shot because they keep winning, although they've lost to Riddick Moss and Tino Sabatelli a few times. Okay, but we're, we're not getting into that. Riddick Moss, Tino Sabatelli, 2020. Uh, <laughs> they go into William Regal's office. They demand a title shot. They ask for a title shot. You know, as nice as they are, they're fine young gentlemen. They go in and there they keep asking, their, Yeah, they keep their swag. Yeah, that's right. Keep the swag. Mm -hmm. Got to keep it going. Uh, you know, Montez Ford and the Street Profit, that isn't Montez Ford, are in there casually just talking up with William Regal. William Regal decides, you know what? You're right. You keep winning, guys. You are going to get an opportunity, and we're going to put you in there against the authors of pain and the Street Profits. Am I, I'm like so conditioned to WWE TV. I'm expecting them to just all of a sudden lose their swag and kind of just stare at each other like, oh shit, what'd we just finally get? But no, they're, they're excited. They're celebrating like William Regal. We like what you're doing there. That's right. They're, they're confident. They're not intimidated and they're ready for the fight because they believe they actually believe what they're saying in there as baby faces that they are in the upper echelon of the tag team division. That's why it was the best thing I saw this week. Cool. And that was the best response this week. Oh, well, no, cool. I mean, I, I no, well, I, I do a radio a show here. I, I, I disagree slightly in terms of, I liked the, uh, I liked that they kept their swag, but it was all to get to the, you know the usual trope of 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 William Regal, Regal making a having, fool of having, <laughs> having to dance, yeah. But hey, that's fine with me because I would much rather have that than them cowering and just walking solemnly outside of the office. And we're like, yeah. oh, those those two aren't confident or, at all. What are they going to do in there? Or holding on to the shot of him, where it's like, uh, where where they're like, oh, the authors of pain. We'll never be able to take them. I like guys who are confident in themselves. It's nice. I do. I like it. Uh, that Montez Ford, man, more and more people are starting to see it. Get on this bandwagon. We're driving. I, you guys didn't follow me onto the Tino bandwagon. I get it. I get it. <laughs> A lot of you didn't follow me onto the Elias bandwagon. Now you're trying to, you're trying to jump on it. And I'm sorry. There's no tickets. All right. It's too late for you guys. I'm the lone Elias bandwagon and he's taken off like crazy. Uh, it's happening. It's happening. He here is, with but, there's, but there's a problem with Elias. It's the same problem as Miz, where it's like, they now have people wanting to do sing along with the heels. And you're like, no, no. You know, everybody yelling who wants to walk with Elias. It's like, okay, you do that when he's a baby face. You don't do yeah, that. when yeah. he's a heel. Well, what'll happen same. is when he turns baby face. Oh. Although I think, I think that's why they, they've now matched him up with the Miz Taraj is that he eventually, oh, well, of course. Yeah, but I, we're going to get vignettes or we better get vignettes. You don't want to talk about booking decisions of 2018 disappointment in booking decisions. If we don't get segments a la Forrest Gump, where Elias is just out there in the building and people are walking behind him, following him. I want this guy to be leading people, leading them to where? I don't know. Maybe nowhere. He's just got to be leading them. I have I have my own 
if they don't do this as a booking decision because I have now gone all in. Okay. On on Stephanie winning this rumble. <laughs> and not, not not and not only do I want her to win. Yeah. Okay. I, I want I want them to to ramp up the heel heat by doing that entire post NXT giving her flowers mm-hmm. and someone tr- and the crying, yeah. you know, the whole Sasha Bailey thing. And then having people try and chant, you deserve it. That's <laughs> what I want. That's what I want in Philly. Well, Please. Jeff is all in on Stephanie winning the Royal rumble. Uh, speaking of the Royal rumble, the event is coming up. We're only a few weeks away and the event sold out unless you have seat geek. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to the hottest events around the country, even if they're sold out like this month's Royal Rumble. Music, sports, comedy. If you want it, SeatGeek can help you find the best seats for the best price for any of those types of events. Jeff and I use the SeatGeek app to help us find our uh, tickets to the Royal Rumble. Now you can put SeatGeek to work for you. Just download the SeatGeek app on your phone or tablet and start browsing the great selection of fully guaranteed tickets to concerts, comedians, sporting events, you know, baseball season's coming up. We're less than two months away from baseball season, everybody. Get hyped. Uh, if you're in Miami, you can get tickets to those rising Miami Heat. I mean, the number four seed right now halfway through. Who would have thought that was possible? Get your tickets now. SeatGeek on iOS, Android, your tablets. And right now, best of all, our listeners get $20 off your first purchase on SeatGeek. Just download the SeatGeek app. And enter promo code STR today. That's promo code STR for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Get on it, guys. Get on it now. This this rumble's coming up. I'm hyped. Uh, You talked about TMC, Ronda Rousey. Uh, Tell the people what's going on with Ronda Rousey right now. Uh, Rumors are that she was seen having dinner, I believe, or having lunch with uh, Triple H. That cheating bastard! I, I don't think it was that kind of a meeting, Rob. Oh, okay. All right. Well, here all of a sudden, I thought Stephanie was free, and I was about to get on it. Oh, really? You want to be in? You want to be COO? And by get on it, I mean into a relationship built on mutual trust. <laughs> Just don't tell my wife. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for. I was like, okay, Rob becomes a bigamist. Although, uh. There is a Rob and Ronda Rousey related note. What? Yes. Rob McCarron, to quote Rob McCarron, if Stephanie eliminates Ronda Rousey to win the Royal Rumble, I will never watch baseball. That's right. Again. That's right. But it's very specific. Stephanie, Mm. not just to win the Royal Rumble, she has to eliminate Ronda Rousey to win. Okay. That's never going to happen. If Ronda Rousey's in it, she's winning it. Yeah. If Stephanie McMahon is in it, she doesn't have to win it. She can lose to one Ronda Rousey. Uh, so there are outs here. There are many, many outs. I am sort of uh, correct, though, that that hmm. except for the top stories on Raw and SmackDown, the script for Raw and SmackDown were almost exactly identical. Yeah. You have the women's match and all of them being seconded outside the ring by their friends. You have the mid-card tag match where, ooh, look at that, upset by a team that never wins. <laughs> it's just like, wow, they did that. With Titus Worldwide and with Brizongo. Uh, yeah, it, it felt like a kind of a lazy week in creative. Lazy week. Uh, I mean, this whole deal has kind of started. We talked about Absolution and the Riot Squad. I mean, geez, they're the same teams on both shows. So why not just branch out? You know, just make the same show twice. If people, in their mind, and obviously they don't know this, or they don't believe this is true, but when they're out there on these little corporate presentations and investor calls, and they're talking about, oh, we have we have 7 million people watching. Three and a half watch Mondays, three and a half watch Tuesdays. We have 7 million people watching the show. We got Raw fans, we got SmackDown fans. How's the SmackDown fans supposed to know what the Raw show is doing if they're only watching SmackDown? And am I right? I mean, how, how do you know it's the same show? And there's the flaw. Everyone watches both shows. Yes. There aren't that many people watching only one show. And if they are only watching that one show, it's raw on Mondays. It's not the SmackDown show. It's not the Tuesday show. Not that many people are just watching Tuesday. And that's the problem. Mm. How many people out there are just watching 205 Live? What a what an existence <laughs> that would be. Uh, we speculated last week that this 
this Matt Hardy thing may just be the laugh. It may just be the laugh. It may, that just may be it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So would I be right then in saying that we have never seen the broken Matt Hardy in WWE still? If it's just the laugh. Mm, I don't know. I, I mean, that that's kind of nickel and diming. It. I'm taking the technicality there. I believe I've won. Okay. But you had an interesting oh. tweet uh, from Matt Hardy today. Oh, really? Uh, arm in arm with Ed. What is it? Ed Nordham? Nordholm. Nordholm. The president of TNA Wrestling. Yes. Anthem's head of TNA. Uh, Matt Hardy. Arm in arm with him today, talking about how there's been a truce. All sides are now copacetic. Um, I believe we have our finality in the broken Hardy gimmick being transferred to Matt Hardy. Yeah, I I, I think so. I don't think I don't think they tweeted on a and he'd hit probably got you think he got permission for that. Well, that and that's what I'm saying. I'm watching this thing, and I'm like, what? Were, what if this were 1999? Say Twitter was around in 1999, and it wasn't just AOL chat rooms. Twitter was around. You have, uh, hell, you could use Matt Hardy for this in 1999 if you want to. Uh, but anyone, say Chris Jericho. All right, debuts in 1999 in the WWF. And a few months later, maybe maybe six months later, he's on Twitter with a photo of him arm in arm, hashtagging WCW, hashtagging Eric Bischoff, arm in arm with Eric Bischoff. Does that fly with Vince McMahon? I mean that. I know it's a different time, but that is that is still one of those like this should be surreal, and it kind of is, but maybe it would have been more so ten years ago, like Matt Hardy with the head of TNA while employed by WWE, like smiling and laughing and just putting it out there. Yeah. It, it's one of those things where it, uh, you know, there, there's nothing you can't put the genie back in the bottle of kayfabe anymore, but at the same time, you can do your best to protect your gimmick. Occasionally. It's not even about the protecting of the gimmick. It's just oh, weird no, no, to no, see no, a I WWE know. guy arm in arm with the head of a rival organization. I know they're not that much of a rival, but still. Yeah. Yeah. No, that would be persona non grata up until <laughs> yesterday. Strange. Yeah. <laughs> it's strange. And Jim, Jimmy Jacobs got fired for <laughs> taking a photo of himself with friends. Although there were other there. I mean, that there were was other, just, right. There yeah. were, there were backstory there. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it was just weird seeing it, but Hey, you know, in the message behind the tweet, Mm-hmm. is maybe we will see more of of the goofiness that surrounds Matt Hardy and Woken Matt Hardy. Could we see Maxel on TV for a moment or two here? Uh, I wish we... they'd get to it. I wish they'd get to it, because I'm just tired of seeing him laugh all the time. Well, here's the thing. I mean, this match probably isn't happening at the Royal Rumble, so they, in theory, have to spread it out for a while, right? I mean, we're looking at mid-February for this to continue. Have no interest in the match, to be honest. I, this is going to be your semi-main event on Elimination Chamber. If if Matt Hardy isn't in the Elimination Chamber match itself, because I still think that he could be one of those six guys. Just depends on what that match is for. Like, is Brock Lesnar going to be there in defending the title? I, I wouldn't think so. And if he's not, could it be a number one contender match? And if it's a number one contender match, you got to fill six guys in there. You don't have Dean Ambrose. And you have Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan in the tag team scene. Uh, you got uh, Roman Ryan. Roman Reigns is an easy guy to put in there. Maybe a Finn Balor, maybe a Miz. If you don't need to uh, put him in an intercontinental title match on the show, depending on who is the intercontinental champion, I suppose, cause we're getting that match in a couple of weeks, uh, on raw 25. Um, uh, yeah, it's so interesting. Matt, Matt Hardy could be one of six in the chamber. I, uh, yeah, he could be best thing about Jason Jordan right now, Jason Jordan. And I, I still think it's, I still think he's doing a good job. Uh, <laughs> is is whenever he says one of Roman's catchphrases, just the way the delivery and everything is so smarmy that that it, it, it it's great. I, I'm I'm actually I've I've actually turned the corner. I'm starting to enjoy this progression. Jason Jordan's been getting better. It's he's been giving more interesting uh, TV performances, to say yeah. the least. Yeah. The issue was never him in ring. I mean, he was a solid professional wrestler. It was always, you know, Chad Gable was the more interesting guy in his in his segments. 
Uh, it's not a terribly deep story. It's not a terribly deep story they're telling. It doesn't have to be still, deep right now, I though. Mean, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh, mixed match challenge uh, begins next week. So uh, next week's show, we'll go through the uh, participants. I think the entire field is final now. Uh, so next week, we'll go over the participants, talk a little bit more about that show. Uh, because we have that. What did, you, what did you think of these videos? Huh? I mean, I tell you what. When they first announced this show, I probably had no hype going into it, probably no thoughts of watching it or making time for it. Uh, but now with some of the teams, I mean, Ms. Asuka as a team, uh, you know, who's going to win? Who's going to win? Will this bleed onto main show Raw and SmackDown? I'm interested in it. I might make the time to watch the half hour or 45 minutes or whatever this show might actually end up being. Yeah, I, I, I found the videos endearing if. You know, in, in that kind of what they do on lighthearted social media way. Um, I, I, I was a little bit torn about the Sami Zayn, Becky Lynch one for a bit because it kind of undercut Sammy's heel character a bit. But I was talking down off of that by someone who kind of convinced me, no, he's just, you know, he's like that around Kevin and around Shane. But overall, he's, you know, he can be a happy go lucky guy still or whatever. And he doesn't um, have to be. Let's face it. Not every yeah. team is going to win their matches. Right. So you can have a dysfunctional, right. you know, Sami Zayn. Maybe Sami Zayn tries to take more credit and actually does go through the entire match, not giving oh, Becky you... too much of a shot. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. He did. You see the uh, the one where he he. Did you see how he announced to Becky that they were partners? I did not. Okay. Not, okay. Then you don't know what I'm talking about then. No, uh, Becky's doing like a meet and greet with fans outside and Sammy Zane's in disguise. He goes, I don't want an autograph. And he takes off a mask and, and the beard and glasses kind of like, you know, the, the 70s cop sunglasses. I want a partner. And they're happy and they're dancing. He wasn't acting like a heel at all. Right. He was acting like babyface Sammy. Yeah, but this was on WWE's YouTube and Twitter. Right. Yeah. Doesn't mean anything. I mean, I'm, we just got done talking about Mojo Raleigh cutting all these promos and it won't translate to TV. If it yeah, doesn't no, make TV, right. it doesn't matter. That's right. They did they did show a couple of them on SmackDown. They showed the Shinsuke and uh Natty. Oh one. yeah, with the cats. Yeah. Where Nanny goes, thank God I didn't get Sammy Zayn. I just I died at that line. Um, and they showed the Miz one on TV, and and uh, I God, I love the dichotomy. Not only not only is Miz soft style and Asuka strong style, but Asuka is now teamed with the Miz and Minoru Suzuki, which is that just runs the gamut of wrestling right there. But I loved Miz's reaction, like I'm gonna win. I won. We won. We're great. Uh, you know, it, it's uh, it's nice that the, that he, what it does quite a bit, though, is it, it gives the heel heels on this roster and even the baby faces some some depth because heels don't hate. Ev- I don't have to hate everybody. They may like a baby face or two. So it, it kind of gives it a little bit of depth. Here. Oh, sure. Um, I don't know how interesting the matches are going to be because I just they've never done these well, but it's very. It's very ironic that they have this coming up on Monday and the news that Candice LeRae signed today, given her, 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 uh, her foray into uh, intergender matches and her kind of being, I wouldn't say pioneering per se, but she's been, uh, she's been in quite a few high profile ones. But again, this isn't intergender. That's true. Ah, I remember that. I, what'll be interesting watching these shows is how they, how they produce these matches. I mean, it's a whole lot of matches of, of mixed tag where you had the familiar story is when the male tags in the other male has to tag in when the female tags in the other female has to tag in. How are they going to do that differently? How, how, when a, when a man comes into the match, are they just going to, are they just going to do a boring transition that, Oh, you have to come in now too. And when a woman that's how they've in, always that, no that's how they all they, they've always they've done always it. done it yes but you've only had like one on a show and it, they don't happen very often so you can do that now you're going to have a show full of what two or three of these mixed tag matches per show yeah it's gonna be like like trios matches and, where a guy gets thrown out of the ring the next person comes in yeah, you gotta no, you gotta I, make it different so that'll be the uh one of the things to see as far as the actual matches go um who do you, uh, we'll talk about our favorites and everything next week. Full preview next week 
on on mix match challenge because I, I have a favorite in my head and I don't know if you'll agree, but we'll talk about it. Talk about it next week. Uh, mixed oh, okay, I have challenge. one in my head. I, I don't tell me. Too. Don't okay. tell me. Don't tell me. All Surprise! Right. It's a teaser for next week. We got. We finally. I mean, we took what two hundred and fifty episodes. We finally have a cliffhanger mm. that that's here in the uh, middle of the show. <laughs> anyway, the Royal Rumble card. We got two weeks until we fully preview this weekend. We're going to the Rumble. We're yes. going to NXT Takeover. Um, the Royal Rumble card is is expanded. Uh, you know, we talked about how it's four hours, but we have two Rumble matches. They have booked more matches on this show already than I thought they would have. I agree. I figure that one of them, probably the U.S. title final, will be on the pre-show. Could be one of the tag team matches. Um, most likely the Raw tag team match, but that's, I mean, Seth Rollins is kind of a big name to put on the pre-show, so I don't know what's actually going to happen here. Um, but right now you have the the men's Royal Rumble match. You have the women's Royal Rumble match. You have the WWE Universal Championship match between Brock Lesnar, Braun, and Kane. You have the handicap match for the WWE title. AJ Styles goes up against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. You have the Raw Tag Team uh, title match, The Bar versus Jordan and Rollins. And you now have a two out of three falls SmackDown tag team title match, Usos versus Gable and Benjamin. You know what? Thinking about it, that's probably the match going on the pre-show. Um, we have a couple of weeks now where they could add something else. Uh, we We don't have right now a women's championship defense. Uh, are we just going to get Alexa Bliss or whoever the Raw champion is at the time and Charlotte kind of just sitting around ringside during the Rumble? Is that what they're going to do with the Royal Rumble this year? Or will they wrestle in a match? Um, this is the card so far. What do you think? I think I would I would put Usos and Benjamin and Gable as the opener because I think that match is going to be hot. Unless, unless they're doing ch- a little bit of chicanery in terms of like ref stuff which i think they may do but as a wrestling match if it was a pure two out of three i would put that match oh, first because yeah. this philly oh, yeah. this philly crowd will go ape for it match quality wise that's the one i'm looking forward to the most like being there as well um yeah i i tend to think um i tend to think charlotte and 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 alex god i hope they don't put them both on commentary at the same time yeah but I, but I think they may be sitting ringside to kind of give the, as you like to, uh, the, the, the mystery of who will the winner pick to fight right. type of thing. Right. Yeah. That kind of, that kind of, uh, that, cause they love doing that kind of presentation slash staging. So I think that's what they're going to do. I hope Rousey wins and challenges them both. That could very well happen. I'm uh I'm removing myself. I'm not uh I'm not quite on the Ronda Rousey will be in it bandwagon as much anymore. I'm not on it. I I do think she may show up. She'll show up sometime during the weekend. Yeah this this whole TMZ thing. Um I know the TMZ thing and and Triple H and and Ronda Rousey being out there because obviously they wanted to, this wasn't supposed to be private. This was them you know making it known that they're talking. Uh, yeah, yeah T- TMZ never finds out something accidentally no. yeah, on these types of things. No, they know. Uh, this leads me not so much to believe that, hey, okay, she's coming. She'll be there at the Rumble as it is. Okay, they're going to announce something big like leading up to WrestleMania. And WrestleMania will indeed be her first appearance. You know, a couple of Raws here and there in between, but not a surprise appearance at the Royal Rumble, probably. So I'm less on that bandwagon now. Um, mm-hmm. I still don't think Asuka's going to win. I, I think there's not a very good chance Asuka wins this one. So it will be a, a real surprise. Like, who will win the women's Royal Rumble match if I'm not thinking it's Asuka and I don't think Rouse, Rousey's appearing? And even if she does, that would be a surprise. Like, this is this is up for grabs to me. I'm actually dead serious about Stephanie McMahon. Well, I know you are. I know you are. I I, uh, I don't think that's happening, but... But, but she will appear... She'll be in the audience for NXT TakeOver because Shayna is going to be in it. Uh, yeah. Shayna Baszler is going up for the NXT Women's Championship. And uh, her theme, oddly enough, horses right mm-hmm. before. Yeah. So um, she is the heir to the uh, the horseman theme, basically. Not the not the theme, yeah. obviously, but that that little uh, that little intro. Yeah, well, it, it kind of it, it's. I think it's a hint dropper in a way. Oh sure, sure. Uh, 
Um, women's Royal Rumble. I liked her, uh, deb- her, deb- her debut was pretty good too. I thought. Yeah, I mean, she totally annihilated Dakota Kai. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a stomp to the arm. Yes. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, and she's going right to the top. She's going to be in that title. And hell, we might see a rematch of the May Young Classic final come WrestleMania weekend. If Shana, if Shana Baszler can take the title, and right now we haven't had uh, Kyrie Sane on television too much, and she hasn't been wrestling. They're, they're kind of just letting her get forgotten just enough uh, to where Shayna Baszler comes back and wins this match. Are you disappointed that Kyrie is not facing Ember on this card? I am not. Since you're going to be there live. Okay. I am not. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with it being Shayna Baszler. Okay. Um, well, and we'll talk about this NXT card. Uh, first, I wanted to make mention uh, just in a news bit. Uh, we have Serena Deeb coming back to the uh, to the Royal Rumble. She's going to be in this Women's Royal Rumble. And uh, earlier today, out there at Squared, uh, what is it? Squared Circle Sirens. Yes. Website that breaks a ton of uh, female wrestling related news. Uh, Michelle McCool has been contacted. We'll see. You know, we'll see what happens there. Undertaker is going to appear on Raw 25. Could Michelle McCool make one more appearance in WWE as part of this rumble? Um, so we got, uh, we're going to have some surprises. We're going to have some past oh, names you missed, coming back. You, you missed one. Uh, I saw the other one. I can't remember who. Oh, uh, what's her name? Yeah, Nora. Molly. Yeah. Molly, uh, Molly Holly. Molly Holly coming back. Molly Holly coming back. Um, I still kind of expect to see Victoria too. Yeah. So we'll see. And there's a lot of uh, a lot of openings so far. We still only have 17 entrants official, and they're all the ones that you would have thought. Um, still no Dana Brooke. <laughs> this this bit is going to continue, isn't it? Dana Brooke won a match. She did. She won main event. I couldn't believe that. I, I watched that and I went, "Well, good for the." I, and I loved the celebration. I loved Titus worldwide, not knowing what to do with themselves. Pretty yeah. much. And in another news bit page, uh, not likely to compete in the women's Royal rumble. She is still suffering, uh, from fallout of her injury over the, uh, Christmas and new year's tour uh, that WWE did. So she is out most likely. Uh, so another spot opens up. Maybe that spot goes to a winner of an Alicia Fox, Dana Brooke match, but there is uh, one more spot. In that women's Royal Rumble, we have 17 and ent- uh, 17 entrants official. Uh, one of those is Paige, though, so really 16. Uh, only 11 on the men's side, so there's a lot of room. And one of those men, Aiden English, is going to be in the Royal Rumble this year. Uh, so, um, yeah. Are we, uh, what, Samoa Joe, is he going to be in or out with the plantar fasciitis? That's the thing. I, hmm, I think he'll find a way in. It's the Royal Rumble. Uh, you can, I mean, anyone can be in a Royal Rumble. If they're using it to set up something for him for Mania, he has to be in it. He'll, 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 correct, yes. He'll, he'll, he'll power through. Maybe, maybe if he was just going to be some guy being eliminated at some point, maybe not. But if they have some idea for him, I think he'll, go, he'll get it out. He can, he can take it easy on Raw for a couple of weeks before and after. I think he'll get it out to uh, be in the Royal Rumble match. Uh, NXT TakeOver card, we have five matches right now. Uh, we have Ember Moon, Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's Championship. We have Aleister Black, Adam Cole, uh, and the match stipulation to be announced on television later. Uh, Andrade Cien Almas versus Johnny Gargano, singles match for the NXT title. Um, we have a tag team championship match. The winners of Authors of Pain versus Street Profits will take on the Undisputed Era in a steel cage match. Uh, and then we have Lars Sullivan challenging Killian Dane. Uh, so we might see Lars Sullivan, Killian Dane on this show. Uh, how hyped are you after seeing most of the card announced for NXT TakeOver? Um, at first, I was reticent, to be honest with you. I'm just kind of like, okay, this looks all right on paper. I hope I'm not live at the first one that quote-unquote disappoints or underwhelms. But I have, I have full faith in NXT that it won't underwhelm. So I'm I'm in. I'm a hyped as I think that Philly crowd is gonna be hot for NXT. I believe so. I, I believe they will. Uh I am hyped for a Lars Sullivan squash, no matter who it's squashing. I am hyped for and I you know, I have faith in the Office of Pain now. They've proven themselves well over the last several months in their big matches 
Um, I have faith in Authors of Pain versus uh, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Ever spoiler? Oh, okay. That's Spoiling. who wins. That's who wins the tag. T- that's oh, who shoot. wins the tag match. Oh shoot! Oh shoot! I didn't do that on purpose. No, but uh, since since it was spoiled anyways, that was something I was actually disappointed at at first because I thought you know what it'd be a great chance for the Street Profits to on a big stage show what they could do and you know Montez Ford on that big of a stage would pump but I also figure. They may be on the part that gets taped for television, so it may not be all as we, lost. We might still see the Street Profits in a match, and that will be great. It's too early for them. The story with the Authors of Pain isn't over yet with Undisputed Era. We still have this tag team scene where it's Undisputed Era, Sanity, and the Authors of Pain. They're kind of squished in there. I don't want Street Profits to just get in for a title match and then be forgotten. So it's too early for them. Well, I'm fine. No, well, I disagree because to me... Authors of Pain haven't been on TV. They haven't been doing jack squat this whole time. They've been showing the authors, or not the authors, but the Street Profits every week in either a vignette or a match or a squash. So you keep building that week after week after week. And even if they didn't beat Fish and O'Reilly for the tag team champions, if they looked good in losing, they're stars on, on the basis of this one night, much like Velveteen Dream was at the last takeover. That's that was the corollary I was using. But at the same time, you know what? I don't mind the authors of pain in here killing the little guys. It'll be an interesting night. Um Gargano and Almas, as long as that delivers, that's the show. Yes. And that's all it needs to be. Agreed. That really is. Uh that really is all. Uh so that is your current standings uh where the cards are for Royal Rumble. And NXT TakeOver. Uh, what do you think about us? We Last year, we did a Royal Rumble pool. Um, I won one. Mm-hmm. And by chance, obviously. I didn't book myself to be the victor. I'm not that guy. I'm not Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> not Greg Gagne. Uh, we did Royal Rumble pool. Uh, got popular. We did two of them. Then we cut it off. Um it was interesting putting it together, trying to trying to keep everything together. Uh, we've got a couple DMs and we've got some open tweets about it at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter uh, about doing it again this year. Uh, where would you stand, Jeff, on doing another Royal Rumble pool uh, this year? Is it something that we should consider doing? Should we uh, leave that? Uh, you know, we tried it once, kind of let it go. What do you, What do you think? People have fun doing it. I say, if you want to do it, go ahead. If you want to do all the organizational work and stuff, I do not enter it, as you recall because I feel it is a conflict of interest. You, on the other hand, had no qualms about entering your own contest. Uh, well, you were in it last year, by the way. Oh, I was? You oh. were. Uh, see, what happened is we had two Royal Rumble pools. So yes. I wanted it to be the listeners, you know, you guys out there versus us, like who, you know, I wanted to be in it. And I put my I put my entrance fee in. I, I didn't skimp out. I had my entrance fee in there, ready to give all the prizes all away to everybody. Um uh, and I ended up, I didn't take obviously any of the money. I, I forget what we used it for, but we used it for something or I gave extra payouts or something happened. Uh, but it was a year ago and I don't have the best memory. Um, <laughs> this year though, we have two distinct Royal Rumbles. We have the women's Royal Rumble. We have the men's Royal Rumble. We don't have to do two pools on the same rumble. We can do two separate pools on two separate rumbles. A little bit more okay. intrigue there. Um, and one pool led by, uh, you know, the mighty Jeff Hawkins. And one pool led by the lowly Rob McCarron. Please. And you guys are all out there trying to beat us in this random draw. Royal I will Rumble affair, pool. No, no, I'll, I'll, I'll take number one. I'm going to, I'm going to be the Iron Man of, oh. this, of this thing. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting uh, thought process. You know what? For the, for the first ever women's Royal Rumble, I could see them having number one win. Uh oh. <laughs> Never mind. I don't want to win my own pool. We'll do randomness. Uh, we'll do randomness. Uh, but yeah, I, I could see that's a story I just thought of. I mean, I, why not make it really historic? Have the number one entrant go through all the way. And if that's the case, it'd be real fucking funny if Stephanie won. <laughs> entrant number one, Stephanie, the Iron Woman. Uh, but yeah, hit us up on Twitter at Shake Them Ropes. Uh, email Rob at voicesofwrestling.com. Um, find Jeff on MySpace. Hit us up. Let us know uh, if you if you want to enter or have a uh, have a part in a Royal Rumble pool. 
Um, if the interest is there, we will probably do one. If I don't hear anything from anybody, uh, we won't do one. I, Friend. Friendster. Gonna, right. Yeah. Uh, you know, leave a comment on Live Journal. We'll, <laughs> we'll see what we do. We'll see what we do. Um, Cody Rhodes is hosting All In on September 1st. Yeah. Well, Interesting date. Right in the heart of Bola. Allegedly. Right in the heart of Battle of Los Angeles weekend. Um, I mean, traditionally, that's the weekend they would do it. Would be uh, August, uh, what was it? August 31st. Is there a 31st in August? Uh, August 31st, September 1, September 2. That would be your date. That would be Labor Day weekend. That's usually when PWG out in California runs the Battle of Los Angeles tournament, bringing independent stars from all over the country together. Let me cut you off. It has been the past couple of years, but before that it wasn't. And then before that it was. So it's kind of gone. There was like one year there where it was too late in September. Like the, the date was September 7th and they wanted to do it at the end of August, beginning of September. So they didn't traditionally, right? it is Labor Day weekend, three nights, Labor Day weekend. September 1st would be on Labor Day weekend this year. Um, very interesting to see PWG owners, young bucks, Promoting an all-in show with Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, and Arrow Guy. Trying to book a venue and get 10,000 paid audience members. It is a big undertaking. And we don't know the venue yet. We don't know more details. Just It was announced today on Twitter, of course, uh, by Cody Rhodes, that September 1st, they are going to try their hand on promoting an independent wrestling event such as it will be, because, I mean, these guys are contracted with Ring of Honor in New Japan, so could we see some Ring of Honor in New Japan uh, alliance here? Could they do something with PWG if it is Bola Weekend? Could we see night two of the Battle of Los Angeles on an all-in show? I mean, there's there's a lot to unpack here, uh, but what do you make of just the news about Cody Rhodes promoting a show on September 1st? My first thought was second night of Bola. Um, so either those guys aren't going to be a part of the part of it, or Bola's not running on Labor Day weekend, or they're hitting Ontario. I mean that that those were my three choices when 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 I heard it was called All In, I I thought maybe AIW had, may have been uh, a partner on this and they were going to Chicago. <laughs> No, a- I did. That's, AAW that's maybe, saying. but yes, no, that's not going to happen. No, no. I, well, I mean, but you know what I'm saying? I'm like, well, why did they call it all in? Well, maybe the AI has something to do with it, but, uh, cause I still think Chicago would be a better Chicago would be. Yes. That would be the optimum place. If I was trying to promote an indie event with, with those types of names, with the, with the Kenny Omegas and the bullet club guys and independent stars, it would be Chicago. Um, but it would have to have some type of alliance. I don't see them promoting the show without some type of alliance with a new Japan or even a ring of honor. And I don't think an alliance with ring of honor gets them 10,000. This whole thing started as a bet. Dave Meltzer on Twitter was asked, could Cody Rhodes and the bullet club promote an event and get 10,000 people. And Dave Meltzer said, no. And Cody Rhodes said, I'll take that bet. This is what they're trying to do. They're trying to get 10,000 in the U S and it's going to be damn near impossible. And I told you that they'd need both New Japan and Ring of Honor's help to get to the 10,000. And probably Chris Jericho and probably a little bit more. I think Chris Jericho has to be on this card. Um, I, I, you know, and to me, it just screams that they're going to be running Ontario and they may do it in, in alliance with PWG or maybe an afternoon show. Who knows? I and don't, they don't, I don't, they don't draw 10,000 on an afternoon show. No, they don't. It, it it's it's so it, it's weird it, it it's weird in, in in just every sense of the word because you have to this takes a lot of planning and you're doing it up against almost one of the biggest events in independent wrestling so one thing they're going to have to do also biggest event in independent wrestling. Yeah. But not for the live audience. I mean, they draw 400 people. Yes. By choice, but still they draw 400 yeah. people. It's not that the big one of an event. No, the one with the buzz though. That's what I meant. It not, definitely not, has a lot of buzz. Term, 
Not yes. in terms of people, but in terms of buzz. You would have New Japan struggling to put 10,000 people in an arena in the type of venues that Cody Rhodes will book. You, you would struggle with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Like, there's got to be some type of big hook. And the thing is, this could probably be a really successful show, and it would be a really successful show if they drew 5,000 or 6,000 somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe that will end up being the goal. Like, as time moves on, people, who even remembers the Dave Meltzer tweet, right? I mean, I just happened to see it that day, but if you weren't on Twitter at that hour, I mean, how the hell would you have known that's what started this whole thing? The, the narrative might be that, hey, we're going to draw an independent event and it's going to be one of the most well-attended independent events in the U.S. this year at 5,000 or 6,000 people. Forget the 10,000-person mark, and it'll be deemed a success. And what I think really helps the Bullet Club guys, too, is you'll have critics out there saying, oh, they can't do it. There's no way they get 10,000 people. And, and pushing up against that negativity, I think, will help them sell even more tickets, too. So, you know, can they do 10,000? I'll be one of those negative voices. I don't think they can do 10,000. And that's a lot of people. WWE can't do that for Raw's most weeks. Like It's hard to do 10,000 people, especially if your top names are going to be Cody Rhodes. And as great as Kenny Omega is, is Kenny Omega a guy who can who can add 7,000 seats to a venue? Or is he a very great independent name right now that can add 2,000 seats to a venue? He's definitely the first. He's definitely that one who can do 2,000. I don't think he can do 7,000. It's a lot of people. And we've said on this show, because we've discussed it, if they don't hit the 10,000 number, it is a failure. In some ways, not, not monetarily, but this, that's the goal. Yeah. It, it's Cody Rhodes failing on that bet. He took it's cool hand. Luke, I can eat 40 eggs. Why'd you say 40? Seemed like a good round number or 50 eggs. I think it was whatever, but it's a, it's a good round number. Well, you could have said, <laughs> well, I didn't. I said 10,000. I can get 10,000. You need to get 10,000. Right. I could have eaten more eggs than person B. Or I could have eaten 50 eggs. Be a yes. little vague. Be a little vague. And now Cody Rhodes is setting himself up. And what's going to hurt is if Cody Rhodes tries to book himself in the main match on that show. If Cody Rhodes yes. books himself in the main match on that show, that's less interesting. Kenny Omega in the main event, great. If you want to do Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho too, great. Uh, if you want to do a, I don't think a six-man tag with Cody and the Young Bucks in the main event draws that many tickets. You got to have individual matches that people haven't seen that people want to travel for uh that they feel is fresh and exciting um it, it's going to be interesting to see how that card comes together what if he's overplayed his hand and thinks that this is the time for the cody omega match that match doesn't do it to me and yeah i also don't see it happening outside of new japan because that's seemingly where they're going to do one day with new japan is they'll do cody versus omega and do you want your contracted talent going into a market that you're trying to establish, which is the West Coast of U.S.? I held the U.S. in general. Do you want one of your contracted guys in Kenny Omega going out there and doing a main event that you plan to book? Yeah, no, you don't. So, <clears throat> but Jericho has to be a part of this, doesn't he? But you can do Jericho and Omega, too. You can do that yeah. one. Uh, I, I would feel more confident that they can get their their number by having that actually Chris Jericho be three. involved. That would actually be Jericho Omega three. If you count the cruise, yeah, I don't think the match is going to happen on the cruise and the cruise uh, is in October. So, I Oh, mean, I thought the cruise was February for some reason. No, the cruise is in October. Okay. Yeah. So this would be, it would be the second one, no matter what they do, hey, unless it happens sometime. I, I don't think it's happening in new Japan anymore. That was a one and done deal with Omega. I don't think it's happening anywhere else. So yeah, you can do, uh, you can do Jericho and Omega too. Uh, that, you know, coming off of what was a very hot match, you know, Chris Jericho in the U.S. is still a pretty big name. He would be someone who would who would draw an audience, I think, uh, outside of a WWE show. You you have positives. They have ways to get there. Uh, just a lot of things have to go right. And finding the right venue, finding the right audience, finding the right card is a big factor. You saw the Jericho match. What did you think? Oh, it was excellent. And that okay. uh, the final 10 minutes really flew by. Uh, you know, there was some stalling going on early at Jericho, uh, doing the gimmick with red shoes and red shoes, the son, the lion, a young lion. Uh, yeah, he, he did it. He did his thing. Like it was the match that I think everyone expected, but no one expected just how crisp and 
uh, executed it would be, well executed it would be. Um, it was the longest old match man, of the night, man. Yeah, old man Hawkins was a bit angry at first because, <laughs> and oddly enough, it, it ties into the fact that I'm watching. I, I finally started. I've never seen any of this NWA 81 to 83, so I'm excited to dive into that. But it's a blood feud. Omega comes in with a big, dumb, goofy laser gun. <clears throat> and Jericho comes in in his sparkle crotch outfit after wow. being kind of this darker character. And but, but, you know, but after the match finally started, I really, really liked it. It was just the the buildup up until the bell rang. I kind of went, oh, this this. This feels a little too goofy for me, but but I liked the match a lot. Yeah, and in defense of Omega, I this dick Chris Jericho just came into your house, interrupted your thing. You're not going to let him take your Wrestle Kingdom entrance away from you. Okay, no, that that's that's fair. And if you're Chris Jericho, you've been wearing that stuff for 15 years, man. You've been in fights, you've been in brawls before, you've been in wrestling matches, you've been in everything. This is a guy who would wear that to a street fight. And he did. Some guys do that. Randy Orton, another one. WWE Hall of Famer, Randy Orton. I was hoping for a different look from Jericho, though. I I really was. I I understand why. Because it's kind of like you still need to maintain that connection of why people know you for you. That's what what your look is. and, And also your feud is about, hey, I'm I'm the greatest showman ever. You're not. So you're being a bit of a showman. I, I get that part of it. Yeah, and if you're Chris Jericho, you yes, you want the no DQ match, but you know who Kenny Omega is. Kenny Omega is mm-hmm. not the type who's probably bringing out thumbtacks, right? That's not the venue. This is this is New Japan. There's no thumbtacks under the ring, just oddly enough. So you don't have to wear the jeans and the T-shirt. You can wear your wrestling gear. You're fine. Everyone's doing a Patreon these days. When are we starting ours? Here it comes again lunch will it be the same old same old or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new jamaican jerk turkey sub at firehouse subs freshly sliced smoked turkey breast craveably sweet mustard sauce and a hint of caribbean seasoning just 555 for a medium save time order the new jamaican jerk turkey sub on the firehouse subs app firehouse subs enjoy more subs save more lives participating locations limited time only plus tax prices may vary for delivery Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 